Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Hey, so welcome back to this uh, special episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Um, As we were wrapping up, Jake Lang, January 6th prisoner, called in and had some pretty explosive information about what is happening to him and what him and other prisoners plan on doing um, to combat some of the injustice, actually the injustice that's happening to him. So we'll be passing this on to Prisoner's Record and to Professor David Clements as well. So let's just go ahead and bring in Jake Lang. He's gonna have a limited amount of time, probably about 10 minutes, and then from there, we'll move right into, hopefully he'll be able to call back, give us some more information. Jake, are you there? Jake? I don't have Jake. Let's get him patched in if we can. It says it's connected. Jake, are you there? Maybe it's not connected inside of the feed. Let's check it out. See if anybody's calling me. Are you there, Jake? I'm trying to to connect with Jake right now. Well, this is anticlimactic, so let me tell you a little bit about it while you try to get him back on. Jake, if you can call back in, if you can hear us, we can't hear you. We're going to drop the call, and hopefully you can call right back in. So Jake Lang called in. I wanted you to hear it directly from him. Um, you guys need to know this. that Jake, are you there? Okay, he just dropped off. Okay. So Jake is going to go on a hunger strike, and others are going to go on a hunger strike starting... Um, starting on Monday. So I'll let you hear from him a little bit, but he wanted to give you an update on what's happening with his case. It, um, he's just going to stop eating. So he's going to go on a hunger strike for the next nearly 30 days, I think, not eating or drinking anything for the next 30 days. That is how bad it has gotten in the, for the January 6th prisoners. And when he called me, I said, okay, can you call in? Let's just get you right back on the, on the, so that everyone can hear you. Every time he calls us, guys, every time he calls us, he pays the price. Every time he calls in, every time, so to, go ahead and share this message. Every time he does something to step out there and tell people about what's going on, they abuse him. And now he's saying, all right, I'm done. I'm done. We're going to go ahead and, uh, Mr. Producer, do we have him back yet? Uh, the connection that had him patched through is waiting for him to call back. Okay, good. She's not sure why he disconnected. You should be calling back in a moment. This has a lot more to do with what's happening to Jake Lang, but I got to tell you, it's a it's a big deal. It's a big deal that he's willing to. Number one, if you didn't go back and watch, you need to back go back and watch the first Jake Lang um, call, and he called in and said, "Hey, listen, we're going to do everything we can to support you," um, and he prayed for us. He's languishing in a jail with rats running all around him, and he wants to pray for us. It's kind of, it was a shocking revelation. So go back and listen to that as well. But this one is a little bit even more 
um, a little bit more, um, I don't know, shocking, I guess. For those of you who are just joining us, we're waiting for Jake Land to reconnect. Um, but he is going on a hunger strike starting on Monday. I guess this is why we recorded it last time, because we did have some technical difficulties then as well, patching him through. <sighs> Hang tight, guys. I don't, I don't know what's going on. We're going to try and, and reach out and, and uh, get a hold of him. We, we literally sat and talked for 10 minutes before we actually got on, just making sure that we, we had the right connection. So you get to listen to me. It's not that great. And I, I promise you that Jake Lang is a much better looking guy than me. So having him on the video would probably be better for you guys. <laughs> Mr. Producer, where are we at right now? Just waiting on him to come back in. All right. So we can, we can go through some current events on the January 6th prisoners if you want to. Just waiting for him. I know that uh, I did not want to clickbait you on this. So you're sitting here listening to me on a Friday night. Uh, we were not anticipating that Jake Lang would call in. Jake Lang called in and gave us uh, an update. The update is he's going to be going on a hunger strike starting on Monday. That hunger strike will, um, I think, not only include him but others. I, did, I need to clarify that because I didn't ask him that question uh, specifically. But he will be going on a hunger strike starting on Monday until his court date, which I believe is the 23rd. So nearly 30 days he will go without food and water. Um, and uh, as, a, as a protest to how he's being treated. I want to point out that there are people across the country that have, we'll, we'll use the, the, the person in New York City, the 16-year-old that shot a police officer, 16 years old, shot a police officer, spent nine days in a juvenile detention, was let out after nine days, and got a record deal. There's that as opposed to if you got to watch any of the videos on the J6 website, um, he tried to save the life. He did save the life of a man that, that was trapped underneath people and was dying. And he also tried to save the woman that ended up dying in his arms that they, if you saw those videos, that they beat as well. We got him. Let's go ahead and do it. Jake, are you there? Jake? I'm here, Joe. Jake! We have yeah, I'm Jake. Here, I'm here. All right. Yes. Hey, everyone's been waiting for you. Now. They've been listening to my stupid voice for the last five minutes, <laughs> waiting for you. Um, so let's get right into it. Can and you tell people? Voice to speak truth like that, brother, is a good voice. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm really sorry that you're in the position you're in. We were talking about a 16-year-old that shot a police officer that, after nine days in juvenile detention, was let out on the street and got a record deal, and here you are languishing in a prison asking for a redress of grievances for the fraud that was committed against the American people, that you are truly a political prisoner. So they don't need to hear from me. They need to hear from you. i got limited time, so go. Oh, thank you so much. Hey, everybody. God bless you all, and thanks for tuning in and um, sticking by. The brave patriot Joe here who continues to just shed light on this atrocity of justice that J6 has turned into. Um, if my mic cuts in and out, just bear with me, Joe, just let me know if it does. So anyway, I am in the basement of the D.C. jail. I've been in D.C. jail um, since February 3rd of last year, but I've been incarcerated since January 16th of last year. Um, held against a will as a political prisoner. 
Right now, I am on the ground floor of the D.C. jail, segregated from the rest of the Patriots, Patriot Pod. This is my fourth time being down in the hole. I've spent five months in this ridiculous, solitary, disgusting uh, confinement here that um, it just goes against everything that's American. Right now, as far as the jail is concerned, they've turned off my phone and my tablet, so I have no access to my attorney because there's no visitation right now because of COVID. So my family can't visit me, my attorney can visit me. They suspended my phone account so I cannot make phone calls to my mom, my dad, or my attorney either. Right now I have a friend helping me out. Um, God bless. You know, God always provides. So I'm, I'm very thankful for that. But as far as the jail is concerned, I am a political prisoner who has been accused of a crime, thrown in jail, ripped away from community, had all my social media turned off, um, locked in a cell on January 16th to January 20th. I rejected a COVID test, so they locked me in my cell for 24 hours straight for two weeks. I got three showers in for two weeks, and this is normal for them, for tyrants. This is for tyrants, for people who like to abuse humans, but this is not normal for Americans. This is not the way we're supposed to be treated. Locked in a cell, two weeks straight, 24 hours, no access to my attorney, no access to visitation, no access to my family. And I just went to court on Thursday, and I told my judge about this ridiculous human rights violations, disgusting due process violations, constitutional rights being wiped away, and he didn't even wince. This court system in D.C., the Department of Justice, is corrupt from top to bottom. The judges don't care. If you wear the badge of a conservative or a Trump supporter or libertarian, and you go to court here in D.C., a federal court here, you are going to get screwed. They discriminate against conservatives. If you are a liberal or Black Lives Matter or Antifa, and you fire or all police officers, get out with a wrist slap, supreme leniency, everything, no, is hush-hush, under the table, out bond, same night. But if you're a Trump supporter or a brave patriot of January 6th, like so many of the people upstairs, all my buddies are, you get absolutely horribly treated by the jail and by the Department of Justice. So it is a two-way complicit, both Department of Justice and the DOC, Department of Corrections, are corrupt from the core, and they are here as an arm of the Democratic Party, Nancy Pelosi's personal um, concentration camp and re-education facility. And I said before, but this is not just for me, suffering for two weeks, not leaving the jail. They are trying to signal, they're trying to virtue signal opposite-wise, they're trying to posture American people to let you know, if you stand up for your constitutional rights, if you don't comply to their to their edict, to the medical training, they will lock you in a cage, they will stop you, they will cut you off from the world, and they will torture you. And if you don't comply, this is what the federal government so, will do to you. This is not constitutional way I'm being treated. And they are trying to scare the American submission by what they're doing to me and 40 other brave patriots in D.C. jail are with me. It's disgusting. I need to stand up. So, so you, this is a constant thing that they're doing. I need to ask you this question because we've talked to other prisoners that are being held in D.C. jails, but you, uh, you, you sing the national anthem at night. Is this correct? Of course, yeah. Um, that tradition actually started. Um, we have this thing called Nair, 
uh, convict there. They flew me from New York to Oklahoma when they first got city. And on top of there was about three or four of the trips with me, Jan Sixers. And uh, I just started out the national anthem. Ever since then, at opportune time, we're being marched through the jail, um, like that last story I told you um, on September 15th when we were being marched through the jail, to start belting it out. And that's the day I lunch in the ribs for But yet, that's grown into a bull tradition. Millions of Americans stand up at 9 p.m. and sing it with us. We feel the solidarity, usually say a prayer to Almighty God afterwards. All of us together, linked arm in arm, and pray for our judges, for our prosecutors, pray for our family, pray for all, all of Americans who are, you know, part of our main patriotic family, the writing letters, and, um, yeah, the, the national anthem keeps us going. It's really a great thing. Well, so let's talk about that for a minute, because the guards, and Jake, whatever you don't want to tell us, I just want to give paint people a picture, and I think it's important that we do paint people a picture, but the guards um, often don't speak English to each other. Is this correct as well? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, most of the guards here are, are um, foreigners um, lit on green card here, and they don't share the same American values we do. They don't understand um, when you're locked out two weeks straight and you're not allowed to talk to me that they're violating your They are implicit in this uh, so it's a really big problem that uh, we don't have, you know, actual American born here, naturalized American citizens um, watching over us. We've, I feel like transplanted into some dislocated, um, like, or like Chinese or like uh, third world country prison where you're not allowed to speak out of your command, you're you know, in your cell 22 to 24 hours a day, you get punched for singing or showing any, you know, it's a re-educational And luckily, I have a re-educational until you're strong and holding my own. Uh, that's because of, you know, shows like you and the American people who write a library for us. I know that this country will have only millions of good people in it, so it's worth fighting for. You know, it's it's funny. People are trying to listen to you, and you keep breaking up. So if we can make sure that you get in a different place, so make sure we can keep this keep the signal. So um, it's super important that people get a chance to hear from you. But I'm asking you these questions because these people have abused you. Some people haven't seen the previous one, but I want people to understand what you're actually going for it through. It's is it a rat infested environment? I mean, would you would you say that this is a you know, obviously, people get it should be tr treated with respect, and re uh, you know, because they're innocent until proven guilty. Do you believe that's the type of environment you're in now? No, I, I believe that this is um, purposely set up here to try to make you break the plea deal. This is an environment; it's a sterile environment with no stimulation. Um, we are, you know, don't have much human contact. We're in our cells 22 hours a day, sometimes 24 hours a day. Um, it is an environment meant to be of spirituality and of mental stimulation and to eventually just say, okay, get me out of here. Every plea deal they're offering, seven years, who cares? Just get me to prison. This is a true test of a man. If you are strong and faithful with God, make it through this. If you're not, you're going to be in a horrible mental state, and most of these people are 
feels um, in duress, and I would say uh, I'm also in duress now, but, you know, all my God is also providing me with to make it through this. So the guards and all the people here who constantly change your rules on you, um, you know, pepper sprayed me for asking for Bible studies, um, pepper sprayed on Veteran Day. Half the people in the, the pod got residual pepper spray because this guard was chasing somebody around want to put a mask on and pepper spraying half the pod and actually sent 71-year-old Vietnam War veteran Lonnie Kaufman to the medical ward to get checked out because he's having allergic reactions. Another man, uh, a Marine Corps veteran, fell down and passed out for pepper spray and knocked his head. He had to be taken out on a stretcher and put to the hospital on Veterans Day. Two veterans. This is the kind of stuff we have to go through in D.C. jail. We are prisoners of war. I don't expect any different. We are literally Nancy Pelosi's prisoners of war. Well, you're prisoners of war, and I mean, frankly, I wish I could s- switch places with you. That's not a that's not a you know give you a few days of reprieve or whatever it would take to give you a reprieve. Um, I got to ask you a question, Jake, and it's it's going to be a hard question to Thank ask you, you. Do you regret it? I would anything to defend American liberty, anything for the Constitution. So anything that it takes to make my country and the next generation has the same liberties and freedoms that I grew up with, I would do anything for. So, you know, that's that's my answer. Uh, anything, Joe, there's nothing. This is just the beginning. They are going to start doing this kind of stuff to every critical theory parent stands up, to everybody that holds their Second Amendment close to their ass, to anybody who doesn't want to take the vaccine. Prepare to be treated the way I'm being treated right now. They're slowly slipping into a tyrannical police state. And, you know, I'm living proof of it. I, I saved lives on January 6th, and I'm still stuck in here. You saved lives. And, you know, I want to reiterate that story because you saved the lives. You're a Jewish of Jewish heritage, American. Your your dad is Christian. Your mom is Jewish. Your sister sends you all sorts of books. I'm going to kind of it, about uh, Judaism. Yep. Um, you pray often, and you saved the life of a black man. And you don't know this about me. Maybe you do. My dad's black. My mom's white. My whole family's interracial, and so I've never seen the the color as an issue. And neither did you. And you saved a guy. You saved a guy that. No, that, of course not. Because color is not something we look for. It's something that they use against us, I think. Never. No, never. And that day, I can tell you what, that day, all us together there at the Capitol, you know, inside that little tunnel, the infamous West Terrace Tunnel that I was inside of three hours defending my country, defending the lives of women and elderly people in that tunnel, you know, defending my own safety. Uh, that tunnel, I look You have one minute left. I look over to my right, the little Spanish grandma. Look over to my left, there's some big black dude with me. Look behind me, there's another Jewish guy with a yarmulke on. Look in front of me, there's some big white dude, country dude. We were all in there screaming, USA, USA, America will never be a socialist country. And, you know, we were out of love for our country, for our constitution. And when Philip Anderson went down and he was unconscious, the police were pushing people over on top of him. I did not see at all. I saw a fellow American on the ground who was about to die and my help, and he would have done the same for me. Um, 
anybody would have done anything to Philip if they could get to him. That's the kind of character that your supporters and the conservatives in this country were lifesavers, not takers. Well, I got to tell you, you have one minute left. You're going to be able to call back in because we'll stay open if you can. Yeah, I'll try to give you a ring back. All right, brother. All right, call me right back, please. We'll t- we'll we'll keep the we'll keep the line open for you. Hey guys, listen. Uh, let him go. Uh, disconnect him so that he can call back, because otherwise he won't be able to call back. So I'm asking some really hard questions of Jake, and frankly, questions that I asked him. Do you regret it? Do you regret it? Do you regret the fact that you're having to stand up? Do you regret the fact that you're in a prison underneath D.C. with rat-infested environments? Do you regret the fact that you got a gut punch from some guard that's here on a green card that doesn't speak English? It doesn't make them bad. It doesn't make those people bad. What makes them bad is how they treat people. It's how they treat people. And so I, I would ask you, should those be the people that are watching Americans? Should we have foreigners? And you say, oh, that's racist. How is it racist? They're not Americans. You tell me what's racist about calling out people who are saying F the USA, F America, while they're holding people in rat-infested environments and feeling good about it and getting paid to abuse Americans on our soil. You don't see the irony in any of that at all? I see the irony in it. I see the disgust that I should have in it. And he's going to call back in, and we're going to talk a little bit more about more questions. But I'm fired up. I'm fired up because we're not doing anything about it. What are we doing about the January 6th prisoners? You know, someone sent me an email a couple days ago. Joe, stop talking about the election. We're not going to solve it. Really? Louisiana kicked out Eric. To the best of my knowledge, there's questions about kicking out Dominion. We have county clerk and recorders, 30 of them, across multiple states that are like, we're done with Dominion. We're done with the SNS. We've seen enough evidence to show that it's fraudulent. We had Ivan on here that was, that was pointing to and showing you the connection between the radical left and Robin Voss and Clinton and ran through an entire deal or just ran through an entire lineage. Went back all the way to 1906 to the beginning of the FBI. And you still don't believe it? I talked to somebody today, and you know what they said to me? They said, listen, Joe, I talk to people every day, and they don't know about Steve Bannon. They don't know about it because we're living in a world where there's a blackout. The blackout of mainstream media. You know, I cut out Jovan Pulitzer. You know why I cut out Jovan Pulitzer? Because he's trash. I'm telling people all the time he's trash. He has zero, zero things that he brings to the table. He regurgitates things that are actually good talking points for people like Draza Smith and Ed Solomon and Jeff O'Donnell and Bobby Python and use those people to develop credibility for himself. But his stuff is trash. I read his entire book he sent to me. It's trash. It's not factual. But I just turned him off. I hit the little button to turn him off. And now I guess what? I don't hear anything. Because <laughs> if you're not on Telegram, you don't get it. Oh, we got him back. We got him back? Jake, are you back? I'm back. I can go through that I'm rant back. later, guys. I want to get back to this. Go ahead. Jake, you okay. um, So, yeah, I'm here. Sorry. You know, am I coming in good now? You're coming in fairly good, yes. 
We're going to have a little bit that are going to have to go back and listen okay. to you to get all the, the stuff, but it, it's good enough at the point. We were talking about the fact that you have people that are guarding okay. you that are not Americans. And that, that, that we had another prisoner that said that they're saying things like F the USA or F America. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. Um, there are also, though, some, there are, like, I have a Nigerian guard here that we sit and do Bible study until 2 in the morning and pray together sometimes. So there is good in every single place you can find a God or send you good people, and obviously people will take hold of some hey, other. Listen, if you to, slow down, you know, Jake, if you slow down what you, when you're talking, if you slow down, I think it'll actually come through quicker because of the connection of where you are. I'll try to slow it up. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why it is, is but that it better? says it. Yeah, it's it's coming through a double connection, and so as a result, it is. But you talked about the Nigerian. I'm going to try and re reiterate it because I can hear you better than I think people can because I can hear the the feedback. But you have a Nigerian guard that you did Bible study until 2 a.m. in the morning and you prayed together. Yeah. So there are you know good people. There are some good apples, but. Um, you know, there's definitely a lack of understanding for what is to be an American on our constitutional rights across the board from the foreign nationals that are here on green cards um, guarding us. But, um, you know, that's, you know, there are American guards that treat us horrible as well and wear Camila Harris shirts and Black Lives Matter shirts in and call us honkies and um, white pieces and my language, but um, yeah, there's you know, the, the African guards are not like the African National Guards are not disrespectful, usually, but they don't understand our constitutional liberties. It's more of the DC natives are in wash the liberal agenda that are very disrespectful to us and hate us because of you know our political affiliation, yeah. Well. We, we talk about those natives that get jobs as um, D.C. natives. They get jobs as, as guards and how they treat you. I, I only brought this up because these are some of the, the things that, have, that, we, that I've heard as stories from other, other prisoners. Um, how's the food? I mean, you're not going to be eating it for the next little bit, but starting on Monday, but how's the food? I cook food, so my food tray quality not the worst, but the stock is a 350 cow meal. I get two of those a day. I get cereal and milk in the morning, so I'm getting about a solid dozen calories a day if I don't commissary. So they're expecting me for staying alive, basically. And what what do you do? You get any opportunity to read books? I mean, obviously, you said you do Bible studies, or you're given access to a Bible, or you know, just describe what your what your average day looks like. Um, my average day, I well, I read uh, about for an hour, try to knock out a whole entire um, submit uh, a gospel or soul. Like um, today, I was Romans through Romans. Uh, Romans 12, be not slothful in your business, uh, be fervent in spirit, and with one another with brotherly love. Um, I love that. And, uh, it's just, it just hits me steep. Because I try not to be slothful in my 
business even when I'm here. I'm running um, my business. I'm sitting on the phone and on the tablet when I did have access to it. As much as I could, sometimes we'd be out more than two hours, ready, and I'd be on the phone the whole time running my business at libertycentric.com, which is a, um, you could throw that up on the screen if you'd like. It's a free social media uh, platform. It's similar to Parler, libertycentric.com. So I'd just be talking to my family, running my business, praying to God. Um, read a few different books here and there. I got a one by Fiancy I'm reading right now. Also amazing about Grace. Uh, absolute God, and that's an amazing book. But I just say this, man. I write my spirit writings. You see, if you follow on Liberty Centric, uh, you'll see my posting. I, I usually post try to once a day. I write, and I send it to my assistant, and she uh, posts it up for me. So stay busy, and, you know, be not slothful in your business, as you know, the Book of Romans says. So we're we're trying to pull that up right now. You you can also go to. Um, we we have the site for j6truth.org to watch videos. J6truth.org. Yes, yes. I want to talk a little about that um, and what we're up to right now. So what you just mentioned. Yeah, starting Monday. This is majorly important to the audience. I need as many prayers and as much intercession as you can possibly give me from God. So I'm going to be going on a 23-day fast, a hunger strike, um, with a certain list of demands, culminating on February 23rd, Wednesday, outside the D.D. Federal District Courthouse. There will be a protest um, for my court date. I have court 3 p.m. The protest starts at 3 p.m. The uh, address is uh, 333 Constitution Avenue, Northwest Washington, D.C. Funny street name for what they do there. Anyway, um, I'm going to be going through the trials and tribulations of trying to bring attention to certain things um, that need to be talked about. So my first demand that I'll not be eating food until um, dealt with is there needs to be a bipartisan congressional investigation, true bipartisan congressional investigation, on the murders by the Capitol Police of Ashley Babbitt and Roseanne Boylan. The murderers need to be brought to trial. Criminal charges need to be pressed, and they need to be tried by a jury, just like and they're not above law. We need to know who killed Roseanne Boylan. We believe it's an officer named Lyle Morris and Officer Michael Byrd, who got released from any wrongdoing with, for no investigation, he needs to be brought to trial. We cannot let brave patriots die in vain in the country, shot down, mowed down in our own capital without demanding an investigation. So, I am going to be starving myself until that is dealt with, until they start investigating that. That's first and foremost. We need to respect our brave fallen patriot heroes. Ashley Babin, Roseanne Boylan. Secondly, um, we need to make sure that the January 6th defendants are released on bail who have no criminal violent history whatsoever. We are sitting in here rotting. There's 40 of us and about 10 others across the country in various different jails. Most of us, 90% of us, have no violent criminal history. Why are we being held with, without bond? It is disgusting, aberration of justice. So I'm going to be hunger striking to make sure that 
we bring media attention and hopefully people stand together and start bringing it up and Fox starts talking and the big boys start talking about it on a daily basis and I'll be injuring my own body to make this you know plight of patriots known that none of us have criminal histories the new bail reform act says that you have to have an artic you have to have an articulable reasonable threat to your community if you're 26 years old like me or 50 some years old like some of the men upstairs and you've never had criminal uh violent criminal charge before and you've lived in your community for 26 or 30 or 50 years there is no indication of any reasonable doubt that you would you would be any kind of injury to your community. It makes no sense that if you have no criminal history, that you don't get let out on bond. No violent criminal history. Let us out on bond. That's my second demand. My third demand is equal treatment under law. We need to get the same sentencing, the leniency, and the wrist slap sentencing that Black Lives Matter and Antifa rioters across the country have been receiving for the last year. It's ridiculous that we don't get equal treatment under the law. That's thing that's constitutionally protected. They're getting treated one way. We're getting treated another way because of our political affiliation. That's illegal. You have to treat everybody equal. It's like giving somebody a higher sentence because they're Mexican or because they're gay. It's not legal. You have to treat people equally. And just because they're Democrats doesn't mean that they get leniency. If they get leniency, so do we. And so those are my three demands. Starting Monday, going on a hunger fest. And I'm going to be down in the basement of the jail. And I'll be here and I'll be receiving all your prayers and all your support. But I need people to go on j6truth.org. Check out the information. I'll be posting my daily updates on there. Joe, I'll be sending you my daily updates. Please I'm going to try to enable a tablet or a phone call um, while I have the energy and the, you know, to write out a statement how much weight I'm losing, how my mental state is, what I'm experiencing, and try to get you guys up to date uh, all of America. And I just want people on home team rooting for me because, you know, First three or four days, and after that, it's it's ugly. And I need prayers, and I need God to sustain me. And I know He was faithful. And so January or uh, February 23rd, that's my court date. I'm going to be hunger striking and then at the very earliest, I'm going to be coming off February 23rd until these demands are met. Uh, and at 3 p.m. or at 2:30 p.m., 3 p.m. is my court date. 30 p.m. is a protest. 3:45. Uh, is going to be the press conference given by Stephen Metcalf, my uh, awesome lawyer from New York, one of my personal friends from New York, and my dad going to be doing a press conference. I have a lot of news media there. And I'm going to be dropping bombshell declaration and some paperwork that America is going to be stunned by when I release this stuff in the courtroom. It is absolutely bombshell stuff, and you're going to have to get to believe it. And the press conference, and Steve's going to read out some of those declarations at um, at that press conference on uh, February 23rd. And all that information's on j6truth.org, too. We're updating it daily. Well, we'll go to j6truth.org. Uh, Jake, how much time do we have left with you? A couple minutes? Uh, yeah, a few minutes here. Um, Joe... Three, four minutes. Okay. So I want to I wanna ask everyone, I want to just kind of walk through some of the comments that we're getting. Maybe I could share some of those with you, some, some words of encouragement. Um, so I'll kind of go back a little bit and uh, 
just tell you something. Um, know that Jesus loves you, Jake. Um, Thank you, Joe. And, and that came Bless. from... Uh, uh, that's, that's Yeshua, my Messiah. Yeshua, that's Messiah. Yeshua, my Messiah. Your Messiah. Um, I'm trying to... We will fast and pray oh. for and with him. I think what I'll do is I'll probably ask people to just give up a couple days... Um, I don't know if I can ask people to give up 23 days, but I'll tell people to fast with you uh, starting on Monday. And I certainly will fast with you as well. Um, Thank you, bro. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, what, other, what other comments we have in here oh, that I, was, I can share with you? I'm so grateful and so thankful for all my family members in Christ who just love and support me and all the Jan Sixers, it's unbelievable the support we get from you guys, and it honestly just makes it all worth it. And, you know, you asked me earlier if I regret January. How could I, man? You have one minute left. Phil Anderson is still alive walking around and looking at the way it's bringing the country together and separating the wheat from the chaff. I mean, this is a historic event, and God made it happen for a reason. And February 23rd, some of the documents I'm going to be filing the declaration that I'm going to be making at court is going to bring a lot of truth and a lot of light to the situation. It's, it's actually given to me revelation by God, so I can't wait to stand up. Hopefully I'll have the strength on February 23rd and address the court and, and know what I really think and where I really stand. And I love all your guys' support. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you Listen, all the audience. God too. bless you. We'll all be praying for you. This is Jake Ling. Ladies and gentlemen, I also want to thank your friend who uh, patched you into us. Um, listen, you keep working on that uh, guard from Nigeria. I spent a lot of time in Nigeria, and they are amazing people. So uh, God bless you, Jake, and uh, we'll be praying for you. And then you just let us know when you can uh, call in to give us an update, and I certainly will stay, stay extra time to make sure that I, I make you live so that people can hear your voice. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't sometimes know what to say after that because, you know, one thing you get from Jake is that he doesn't, it's not, you know, he's just going through, he's going through the process in order to hold people accountable. You know, the, both times that he's called in, he's never called in and been, how do I take care of myself? Poor me. He's always talked about you, or he's also always talked about others. And what, what can we get from this that helps other people? How can we help others? So I hope you'll take that on this Friday night. It is 7 o'clock, 9 o'clock on the East Coast. So if you're still joining us, I just want to say thank you. Listen, God bless you. Um, you know, it, it, it's been a, a kind of a surreal day. I've, I've lost my patience a little bit with a couple of the, you know, patriots that are out there because I get tired of us fighting over stupid things. And then you have someone like Jake that's languishing in a prison that thinks of only others. Um, it puts things in perspective for you. So that's it for this this uh, special of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm not going to go through the niceties. You guys all know. You came here to listen to Jake, and uh, I'm not going to do anything to soil um, what you just heard. 
So God bless you. Have a great weekend. God is at the wheel. Take care of your family. Hug your friends and family. And uh, just remember that uh, the fight is not won yet, but it will never get won unless we stand together. Max puts it a different way. I will say step in the gap, shoulder to shoulder, and be willing to make those sacrifices to protect this nation, protect our community, and to bring God back to our community. God bless you.